welcome to the first episode of the Member Roundtable. I'm Jane Brown, a 25-year member, and this is Stephanie Denver, also a 25-year member. We are here today with Bob Chalker, AMP CEO. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to a conversation today. Bob, can you please tell us a little more about the merger, how we got here to AMP from NACE and SSPC? I'd be happy to. And first of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to talk to you. We've done a few of these roundtables in person and they've gone really well. So I'm, I'm excited that we can get the word out further. Um, you know, how we got here, that's, that's a great question. Um, there's a short and a longer version of it. The short version is this started about uh, January, February of 2018. But the longer version is this is not something that's been 30 or 40 years in the works. Um, this past, or two, February 2018 at the SSPC conference, uh, our, at that time, uh, Chairman-elect uh, Joe Walker and Terry Greenfield ran into each other uh, in the hall at the conference. Um, you may have heard that referred to as the big bump. Uh, both of those are, are guys who are of substantial size and they uh, ran into each other and started to have a conversation. And the conversation turned to, does it make sense and could we merge SSPC and NACE? Um, I say it's a 30-year conversation because this has been tried multiple times in the past. Uh, it's, you know, it started 30, 40 years ago from what I understand, well before my time and frankly memories fade. And from what I understand, it's been attempted at least three times. And there is actually a story that there was a fourth time as well that never got any traction. Each time it was attempted in the past, people knew that this was the right thing to do. And it made sense. The history of the two organizations go back a long ways. In fact, uh, you know, NACE is 78 plus years old and SSBC 73, 74 years old. Um, they've both been around a really long time and they've worked in the same industry for a really long time. You go all the way back to the founding of SSPC, and there were NACE members involved in that founding when it was first created at Carnegie Mellon. So the relationship goes way, way back. Um, the other times when it was attempted, something got in the way of it being successful. One time it got all the way to the night before the board votes. There was a disagreement over something. Uh, memories fade. I've heard different stories, so I won't repeat them. But something happened, and it fell apart. I think there's always been a recognition from industry that the two organizations play a really important role in our industry and it would be better if they were together. I, I can share a story. When I came to NACE in 2010, I went to one of my first NACE events. I believe it was the Central Area Conference. And uh, I was approached by one of our member leaders at the time. And we were talking about a couple different things. But one of the things he said to me was, you know, if you ever get the opportunity to bring NACE and SSPC together as one organization, take it. It's the right thing to do for um, our industry. I didn't understand what that meant at the time. I was completely new to NACE. I was completely uh, uninitiated in any way to SSPC. I've been with the organization a couple months, but it always sort of stuck with me. And throughout the years, I've heard this. Um, a lot of our members participate in both organizations. A lot of the companies support both organizations. So there's, there's some real reasons for it to make sense. So Joe and Terry had their conversation at the uh, event. I got a call the next morning from Terry. I suspect Bill Worms got a similar call from Joe. And he said, hey, I had a conversation last night. I need to give you a heads up on what we talked about. And he told me about they talked about the possibility of a merger. 
uh, Terry asked what I thought, and I said, look, this, this is a member decision. This is something that our boards need to determine. Does it make sense? Doesn't it make sense? I said, you won't hurt me in the process. I think it's a, you know, if it makes sense, it will all work out in the end. A uh, similar conversation was held on the SSPC side. And so um, the decision was made to bring a small group of member leaders together. Uh, that first meeting was held, um, I believe, in Washington, D.C. We met with our attorneys with a representation from both sides. And we sat down and we talked about what could this look like? Could it make sense? What would be the value proposition if we did bring the two organizations together? What would be the roadblocks and the concerns? And we spent a couple hours just sort of um, brainstorming about could it work or wouldn't it work? Coming out of the meeting in Washington, D.C., um, the member leaders challenged Bill and I to get together and to take this a lot deeper and spend the time that's needed to really conceive what it could look like, how it would happen, what the design of the organization would look like, what are the value propositions, and then bring it back to them so that they could work on it. So Bill and I met in Tampa. There was a conference being held in Tampa for the Department of Defense, and we were both there, so we just stayed an extra day. Again, attorneys involved, because at this point, we are two separate organizations, and we have to protect the interest of both organizations. But we spent um, a full day Everything from what would the value proposition be, what could, and I say could because it's not ours to determine, it's, it ultimately is the members, but what could the structure of the organization, the committee structure look like, what does the staff look like, um, how would things change, and, and what could we do with it. And so we brought that back then to the member leaders. They felt that there was enough meat there to continue the discussion. We had an additional meeting. Um, we actually brought in a larger group at this point. Uh, we ended up putting together, um, I believe it totals 18 people. I think there were nine members from each side, sort of creating a steering committee. And they really started to look at all aspects of the organization. Um, at the same time, Bill and I brought the senior staff into the discussions and let them know. Of course, at this point, everything is confidential. Nothing has been announced, nothing is public. We had secret names for it. Uh, for the, uh, yeah, I felt a little bit like we were, you know, some type of, um, you know, I guess, like some big companies do when they're launching something new. But anyways, we brought together um, the senior staff of both organizations at, uh, up in Pittsburgh, and we, again, went much, much deeper. And the, and the reason I tell you that is this wasn't just done on you know, hey, this is a great idea, let's go do it. A tremendous amount of thought and effort was put into it. We brought that steering team together in Chicago. Um, at this point, months have gone by and we're now into the fall of 2018. Uh, we brought that group together in Chicago and one of the things we wanted to do was talk to the leadership from another not-for-profit had gone through a merger. And uh, we knew somebody who had just led their organization through a merger uh, we actually met in their offices, and we spent a good part of the day uh, listening to what worked, what didn't work, what were their lessons learned, and there were a couple things that came out of that. Number one was you needed to have guiding principles for the merger. You needed to have value proposition, and you needed help. So let me take each of those independently. The guiding principles. You had to make sure that those things that were non-negotiable, that they were hard rocks, um, the things that were gonna make it successful were 
written down, you know, defined, well-defined and written down, everybody agreed to them. For us, there were a couple. Number one was this truly was a merger of equals. It, it was not a merger, was not a takeover. It was not a merger in your traditional sense where one's strong and one's weak. It wasn't a takeover. And I say that, it's really important to recognize NACE and SSPC were equally strong. I've heard some people say, you know, you know, NACE was bigger and, you know, is it really a takeover of SSPC or, you know, we're seeing a lot of change and some of the things look like what we used to see at SSPC. So is SSPC taking over NACE? It really was a merger of equals. Now they were different, but equal. The, the value that each organization had, NACE had a very strong infrastructure globally. We, our board and uh, finance committee a number of years ago made the decision that they were going to invest in ourselves. So NACE spent a tremendous amount of money and resources building a global network, investing in our products and programs, making sure that we have, I wouldn't call it necessarily state of the art, but leading edge kind of technology in the delivery of those products and programs that we're keeping things up to date, developing new products, new products, new programs, new value for our members. SSPC took a little different approach. Um, they were primarily US uh, in orientation, although with a desire to become global. Uh, they had some very strong products, but they weren't investing heavily in developing new products and programs, but they did build a very strong financial reserves. Um, that made for a perfect match. If, if both organizations would have had strong reserves, it would have made less sense. You wouldn't have that infrastructure to build on. If both companies and organization had built really strong infrastructure, but didn't have the strong reserves, then that wouldn't have worked. And so what really made this merger of equals is the fact that we brought equal but different things to the table. In fact, if you look at the balance sheets of both organizations back then, they were almost identical. Different, I mean, they had numbers almost different. Different uh, value areas, but in the end, they were both worth about the exact same amount of money. Um, the other thing is we recognize that we serve different markets within the same industry. SSPC was very strong with the contractors, the craft workers, the manufacturers. Uh, NACE was very strong with the scientists, the engineers, the asset owners, and, and many of the supply base. We did have overlap there. But together, we served the entire market. Separately, we each had our own share. So we number one was this was a merger of equals. Number two, and we had gotten this warning when we talked to the organization in Chicago, brand matters. The brand is very loyal. People are very loyal to the brand of their organization, and it really does matter. And thought needs to be put into whatever branding or naming you come up with. And that's a much longer story. I'm sure we will get to that in a future roundtable. The, the third thing was for us that this had to be creating one new organization on the strength and the legacy of the two prior organizations. We did not just want to stick two organizations together. We really felt you've seen that happen and it doesn't work. Um, the organizations never really bond. You never really get the two, you know, one plus one equals three. You're always one plus one equals two or one and a half in some cases. So they really knew they wanted to create one new organization. A couple things also in this uh, that we learned from the uh, people we spoke to in Chicago, um, it's important that the staff understands how this is going to impact them and that you're very clear about that. If you've ever been involved in a merger as an employee, it's a really unsettling situation to be in. 
You don't want to lose talented staff. You don't want them to create disruption. So we were really open up front with our staff and the decision was made that no staff was going to lose their position or their job during this merger. Um, the, again, you gotta come back to, these were two strong organizations. We weren't doing this for cost reduction purposes. We weren't doing it because there was some kind of financial stress. We were doing it because it's the right thing to do for the organization. So we needed that staff to, to be with us through this process. Now, that doesn't mean people aren't, haven't been asked to do something different. There are a lot of, you, know, you don't need two marketing directors. You don't need two CFOs. So some people are doing some things differently uh, or have been asked to do different jobs. But if they wanted to stay with us, they had the opportunity to stay. And I'm pretty proud that we came through this with very little attrition in the staff. Um, the, the next thing we said was that there really is value in the market where we had physical locations. So SSBC's headquarters was in Pittsburgh, NACE's was in Houston, plus we had the NACE offices around the world. We really felt that having a strong center in both Houston and Pittsburgh was important. Um, both are strong areas in the United States where our industry is active. If you look at Pittsburgh, you have a big part of the coatings industry as well as the traditional coatings industry within that area. And of course, Houston is strong with uh, oil, gas, and infrastructure and maritime being here. So we really didn't feel that we needed to make people move or to merge headquarters, that we would keep to both physical buildings. The last tenant that we followed was we saw this as a real opportunity to um, reset or relook at everything we do as an organization. It's very rare that you get the opportunity to assess how you do things and really bring in, bring in best in class or best practices. Um, and I'll, let me come back to that because I'm going to talk about the committees that got structured and the instructions that we gave them. So anyways, we had that guiding, those guiding principles. And so we now have this leadership team. And the leadership team was charged with the uh, responsibility to come up and develop enough of a structure and provide enough information that we could have a vote by the board of directors and by the membership. And so now you're getting into really the late 2019, um, early 2020, uh, between late 2018 and 2019, this group worked hard to answer as many questions as they could to design what the organization would look like. It was made up of equal members from both NACE and SSPC. There was some staff support. And the one thing I failed to mention, this was the help we needed. Um, we did recognize that there was, this was a really heavy lift. And so we contracted with a company called McKinley Advisors who really provided the program management. They've helped several not-for-profits to a merger in the past. So not only did they bring program management skills, they brought a lessons learned and expertise and knowledge to the table to help us design everything from governance to what do we, how do we best assess products, programs, services, et cetera. Um, so one of the things that came out of that work was we were going to need to launch a lot more committees if this passed um, because if you think about everything that this organization does from education to standards to um, conferences and events, there is so much that we do that it, you had to really go deep and really understand it was going to take a really a Herculean effort. So the, the committee made their series of recommendations that was reviewed by both board of directors. It was passed unanimously by both. 
And then it was sent to the membership, and we had over 90% of the members vote positive for the merger. Now, I got asked after the last one, well, yeah, 90%, but how many actually voted? We had almost 25% of both organizations vote. When you think about votes like this, that's pretty good for us, uh, for organization. That really, our typical votes when we send something to the membership is eight, nine percent. So to get 25% means people were paying attention and were listening and wanted their voice to be heard. So there was strong support, you would almost call a mandate for the merger. Got through those votes in April and COVID hit, right, at that time frame. So the decision was had to be made, do we proceed with this? Do we put it on hold? What do we do? Uh, the decision was made to continue and proceed with the merger. I'm really glad we did. Uh, as painful as COVID was, one of the things it did is it kept us all home and literally home and gave us some more time to be able to do the work that we needed to do. We formed the committees. Um, I think in the end there were 21 committees. Initially we launched 15 subcommittees and they worked on everything from the brand of the organization to how every product and service that we do to what would the staff look like um, and what would the staff processes and systems, what does our IT system look like? Literally looked at everything we did. This gets back to what I said earlier, is this opportunity to reset and bring in best practices. The charge that was given to these committees was, look at the way SSPC does things. Look at the way NACE does them. But then go out and look around the world and find what other associations are doing and bring back the best practices, what could be best for our organization going forward. It's funny, I've, I've had members come up to me and say, well, it looks like we're doing everything the SSPC way. And when you ask why, they say, well, I don't recognize it, so it must be SSPC. The reality is we're doing a lot of things different than either NACE or SSPC did it. We're coming up with a new way because of this ability to go look at what other organizations are doing well. So there are some things we've taken from NACE, there are some things we've taken from SSPC, and of course, some new ways. So these committees, between April of, or May of 2020 through December of 2020, were charged with developing a set of recommendations, like I said, on everything we do. That set of recommendations has become our marching direction. They've become our plans of how we're going to execute this new organization. Um, they total up to almost 200 pages of recommendations, of things to watch out for, of, of things that they would like to see. Um, and it really has become the guidelines and as we're going forward. We launched on January 6th with a new name and a new brand, but that doesn't mean the merger's done. We, we still have a lot of work to do and we're still doing. It's no different than any other merger. Um, in fact, I, I was reading something and they said one third of the work of a merger gets done between the time that the idea is conceived and is actually approved or voted on, and two thirds comes after that. And so we're in this two thirds stage. The organization's committees are working really hard to take those plans that were given to them and to implement them. Um, we staff is working towards that, and so is the board of directors. Now, one of the things I will say about these committees. Um, and with how they're doing their work. The plans that were provided to them were recommendations, and they were strong recommendations, and there is a commitment to fulfill those. But we're still listening, and we're paying attention. And if one of the recommendations doesn't work, we're willing to reset and relook at it. 
um, to really put the best plan in place. So these business plans that I talked about aren't necessarily set in stone, uh, but they are pretty hardly hard carved and we wanna stick to them because a lot of good work went into developing them. But when it makes sense to do something different, we're, we're willing to do that. And so the rollout of this is probably going to take another year, but we're making great progress. Uh, members like yourselves are highly involved in it. Um, I did a bit of a count and as I can see it, there are over 500 members who have been involved in the development of this merger. If you think about the board of directors, the leadership committee, all of the subcommittees, and now the program committees and the boards and things that are in place with AMP, um, there's, there's 500 plus members who've got their fingerprint in some way on this merger. So that's how we got here. That is very interesting, Bob, and informative. So Bob, if members have more uh, comments or questions, where can they uh, get in touch with you or in the organization? So the best way to do it is to send it to an email to myself at robert.chalker at amp.org. Um, we'll get those and either answer them directly or maybe feed them back into this uh, roundtable and we can address them to the larger group. Super, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you.